This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. Hello, welcome to Unity Community of Central Oregon's Sunday service. I am Sylvia Hayes, stepping in today on behalf of uh, Reverend Jane Hyatt, which is always enormous shoes to fill, in my opinion. Uh, I want to start out by saying Happy Earth Month. We're going to be talking quite a bit about that this uh, this talk and going forward. And um, I just want to say welcome to everyone. We are an intentionally diverse and welcoming community. It doesn't matter skin tone, gender, gender identification, preferences, your different abilities, or even your species. You are welcome here in this service. <laughs> and puppies. We have Zeke, the resident uh, uh, representative for our non-human species here. So we welcome you to uh, share our mission statement as an affirmation with us. We are a vibrant, welcoming, multi-generational, prosperous community embodying love and awakening spiritual consciousness. And Soul Shine, our fabulous group of musicians, is going to bring us forward. Thank you. It's perfect for my talk. 
And now uh, we're going to hand it over to Claire, who's going to share all the celebrations of our prosperous community here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Take two. Um, so if you're on Zoom and Sylvia sounds staticky, just switch to the website. We may need to ask you to do that this morning. And I'm looking at the light instead of the, the camera. I'm like, the light is calling me this morning <laughs> for, for some reason. No, the camera. Don't go to the light. <laughs> So happy Sunday, everyone. So celebrations this morning. We have, okay, Donna had a very specific one. We have, check out this name, Elowen Marie Bianca. Her dear friend Katie's um, friend, her, Donna's friend Katie had a new granddaughter, and that is her name, Elowen Marie Bianca. What a beautiful name. So we are celebrating this perfect little being being born into this beautiful place. Jane is, I'm looking on Zoom and she looks like she's still at home, but she is supposed to be going to the coast and having a wonderful vacation, a much needed break from our chaos here at Unity. No, I'm just kidding. We don't have any chaos here. Um, I'm also celebrating that my niece, Brianna, is down here for the week. She just got in last night, so we'll be here um, hanging out with her Aunt Claire. We're going to have some fun stuff planned. And, un- and Uncle Kevin. <laughs> and, okay, I'm celebrating the Nourish. Those of you that attended last week, um, you know the Health and Wellness Ministry started the Nourish program, and Kevin and I watched Suzanne's presentation last week. Suzanne, just so you know, I've been practicing my new knife skills. Pretty awesome. And then Sylvia will share more, but Ian's going to do one this afternoon at 4 and make some pretty yummy stuff, so you guys should tune into that. Um, okay, and... Eric Troop had a birthday yesterday. Huh? 50? Big five. Welcome to the 50s, Eric. Way to go. And um, apparently his girlfriend got him a a lordship certificate. So we now have to refer to him as Lord Eric. Okay? And bow down whenever he walks by. (laughs) That is awesome. I need to know how to do that. Honey, is there a queen one that, I, that Kevin can get me? I don't know, but I, I keep thinking I need to do something totally off the wall and crazy so that when somebody says, why did you do that? I can say, the Lord works in mysterious ways. The Lord works. <laughs> and with that, I'm sitting back there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Manissa's is really enjoying the new lordship thing going on at home. I'm celebrating that Sylvia is here leading our season of the earth for the next few weeks. So super excited for your talk today. And Jim Pasmore and Jim Lawfrey yesterday built a beautiful new planter for our garden. And that will be being placed later today. So thank you, Jim and Jim. The Jim, the duo Jim team. Jim squared. Jim squared. <laughs> and then our last celebration will be Karen Hall. She just posted in there. That she is celebrating her new doggy, Nika, that she just got. So, yay! It's always fun to get a new puppy, right? So, here we go. I send it back to you, Sylvia. I want to add one celebration in that as someone who's in the ministerial training track, I am so lucky to be a part of this community because Reverend Jane, the whole board, everyone is so supportive and always moving those of us who are moving in this path forward. So I'm, I'm celebrating that I have that opportunity. And with that, I want to bring us into just a centering prayer for a minute or two. Uh, really love to f- have the prayer follow that wonderful chant of our elements, earth and air and water and fire. And I just encourage us to come into the present moment and really bring our focus into this holy instant of right now, which is actually where all life is lived. Affirming that 
every desire everyone listening to this may be holding for their own lives for a loved one, whether that's health, needed resources, success in an an endeavor, a return of joy, every single good thing, we affirm that this is already moving toward us, that it is already becoming so in divine mind. And today also, we expand our awareness to this Mother Earth, this planet that we celebrate this whole month and unity's whole season of the earth. Just wrap our collective arms around her in affirmative prayer of gratitude for all she provides. And just knowing that healing and vitality, wholeness, is is the underlying state of being for this planet that we get to call home. We offer gratitude to spirit, to source, to Mama Earth, an awareness of all the abundance. And we release this prayer and we claim this day is blessed. And so it is. Amen. Let's say our affirmative prayer together. Love is our ultimate reality, everywhere present and whole. It radiates abundantly and continually creates good in my life and in the world. As we gratefully acknowledge the presence and power of love now, we see the people and circumstances we hold in prayer, healed and illumined by love. And so it is. And I want to, um, before I move into meditation, just encourage folks. We provide an online prayer claim form. You can get it in the link to... um, uh, in, the, in the comments part, in the link to these videos. And prayer is really, really an important aspect of unity. And one of the things that has been very healing for me that I have loved about the affirmative approach to prayer is it's not beseeching. It's claiming our inheritance. And so we love getting those prayer claim forms. And in one of the awesome things about unity, we have a prayer team here at Central Oregon that pray on those. And then they get shipped out to silent unity and are prayed on for another 30 days. So it's a terrific resource to take advantage of. Let's take a moment again Today is really about 
focusing on earth and nature. And wherever you are, standing or sitting, allow your feet to sit flat on the floor. Maintain that awareness of the essence of our beings and this present moment. And just feel the energy that is always connecting us to this wonderful planet coming right up from the core of her, up through the layers of magma and water and rock. That, that circulation of life that is always moving through Gaia, Sophia, this Mother Earth. And feel that just coming right up through the foundation of the building and the floor and our shoes into the soles of our feet. It's always there. But now we're focusing on it a little more intentionally. Feel that coursing up through our legs and throughout our bodies. Sending out from our fingertips and the top of our heads. Connecting us to the cosmos, to all of creation. Allow the boundaries, the sense of boundaries around your physical being to soften And know that actually we are all unique little spider beings dangling in the glorious interconnected web of life. We are deeply connected to the whale in the deep right now. Deeply connected to that golden eagle catching such a view deeply connected to all the birds that are just in a raucous frenzy right now as they're building nests and getting ready to be moms and dads. We're deeply connected to all of this miraculous, magnificent web of life. Let's just take a couple of minutes in silence together. There is power in collective intention. And let's just hold a couple of minutes open to our place in this web of life. As we bring our awareness back into our physical bodies, back into the room that we're in, we don't lose, we don't lose this feeling of connection and of oneness because it is truth. And we just send embrace to every being we share this planet with, knowing that that brings us love as well. I encourage you throughout the rest of this talk to just tap in, tap into this focused awareness of our literal connection to this planet. And with that, we'll have soul shine, add some music,
love the pounding of hooves. I love engines that roar. I love the wild music of waves on the shore. And the spiral perfection of a hawk when it soars. Love my sweet woman down to the core. There's roads and there's roads and they call, can't you hear it? Roads of the earth and roads of the spirit. The best roads of all are the ones that aren't certain. One of those is where you'll find me till they drop the big curtain. Hear the wind moan in the bright diamond sky These mountains are waiting, brown, green, and dry I'm too old for the term, but I'll use it anyway I'll be a child of the wind till the end of my days Little round planet in a big universe Sometimes it looks blessed, sometimes it looks cursed Depends on what you look at, obviously But even more, it depends on the way that you see Hear the wind moan in the bright diamond sky These mountains are waiting, brown, green, and dry I'm too old for the term, but I'll use it anyway I'll be a child of the wind till the end of my days Hear the wind moan in the bright diamond sky These mountains are waiting, brown, green, and dry I'm too old for the term, but I'll use it anyway. I'll be a child of the wind till the end of my days. Awesome. I love it when we get Victor gets a chance to really play guitar because he's got a lovely voice, but man alive, that is magic on those strings, brother. It's beautiful. And I also just want to thank all of you guys, what people might not know behind the scenes. Every week, whoever's doing the talk gives the musicians our title of our talk, and they set about finding music that seems to fit, and there is a magic synchronicity that happens. So, just really grateful for that. That was perfect, children of the wind. 51 years ago this month, a Democratic senator from California and a Republican, or excuse me, from Wisconsin, and a Republican congressman from California shared a very deep concern over what was happening to our environment and the harm being done to nature. And it had just been a couple of years prior to that that the Apollo 8 spacecraft sent back those photographs that just electrified us. It was the first full photograph of our finite, beautiful little blue-green planet floating in space. It was a moment that, that resonated in collective consciousness. So those two political leaders, out of this shared concern, 
opposing parties working together, go figure. Um, they got together and took action, and they approached a young activist. He happens now to be a friend of mine, Dennis Hayes. He runs the um, Bullet Foundation in Seattle. But back in this time, he was a young activist, and the, the, the electeds asked him, will you put together uh, a campus teach-in on environmental issues? And he agreed to do it. But then he realized this, ha- this idea had major potential, and he wound up organizing staff all across the country to take action uh, across the land, different actions in different locations. They renamed the event Earth Day, and media caught hold of it, and it's, it really took off. And by the time everything was said and done, that day, fully 10% of people in the U.S. had taken to the streets, the parks, the auditoriums, rallying on behalf of protecting this planet and creating a healthier relationship between humanity and the rest of nature. And Earth Day, April 22nd, was born. Now, those early environmentalists had had a shift in consciousness that propelled them to be able to see behind the veil of the dominant cultural story of separation that says that humankind is apart from, not a part of nature. And they were so moved by that that they had to take action. One of the more problematic scriptures in the Bible for many of us, myself included, is Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 through 28. And I'm going to read it to you. It's what has come to be known as the dominion scripture. Anyone who knows me sees me reading from a Bible and has to smile just a little bit. Um, I'm going to get to why, though. It says, Then God said, Let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the wild animals of the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Let them have dominion. The Christian tradition of my youth had an interpretation of that scripture that suggested that God had literally given man the right to dominate and subdue the rest of nature. And that interpretation has been used to do a lot of damage. That interpretation in my youth was used to justify why it's okay to keep food animals in horrific conditions, why it's okay to put a dog out in the backyard on a, on a chain so it can guard us and our stuff. It's the ethic that's been used to, to underpin an economic system that destroys nature in the name of economic growth. Dominion. Now, as far back as I can remember, I have had a deep, personal, tangible sense of connection with Earth. It's been an all-encompassing love affair with nature. I remember my first pet, and I do not have a good memory, I should say, but I remember my first pet. At that time, my family was living in a little small city, and there wasn't a lot of wild nature around. I was very young. I can't remember exactly how old. But we did have a long flower bed on one side of the house, and that's where I met Cecil. Now, Cecil, he or she, was a potato bug with a unique squiggly little yellow line down its back. And I loved that bug, and I believe he or she loved me back. And when I would go out grubbing around, and I could tell, I I believed I could tell who, who he or she was by the squiggly yellow line. And when I would go grubbing around in the dirt that he or she called home, it would crawl toward me. There, I was fascinated by the legs and the ability to roll up in a ball. There was no dominion, no sense of power over. There was just love and awe and fascination and joy. Eventually, I rejected the Bible, and I rejected traditional Christianity because I could not reconcile the dominion thinking and many other things that I had been told were truth with what I really felt in my heart. I could not get those to jive, and I walked away from those things. The unity spiritual movement, on the other hand, it teaches that 
we're all connected. It's based on, it's, it's based on an understanding that a sense of separation, a belief in separation from one another, from creator, from all beings is actually illusion. Unity teaches that God, source, creator, whatever your word for this magnificent life force is, it's in and through all of us and all beings. It's in us humans. It's in the non-human animals, the trees, the bugs, the things that creepeth and crawleth. It's even in the rocks. When we harm one aspect of this, we harm ourselves. And when we love one We love ourselves. You know, in fact, the founders of Unity, Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, they were wide open about their love of and belief in the the life within all aspects of nature. And I want to read a couple of quotes from each of them. Charles Fillmore wrote, There is intelligence inherent in every form, animate or inanimate, It's been discovered that even rocks and all minerals have life. We should be speaking words of truth to everything, not only to mankind, but to the mineral, vegetable, and animal kingdoms. And Myrtle Fillmore, who I have grown to love through studying her, she says, I was almost accused of being a nature worshiper when I was a little girl, and I have always loved what I see in nature as well as in all artists who are so close to the beauty side of God. I love that. She said, nature is surely the glorified face of good. See the beauty about you, and you do see the manifestation of infinite mind. And it's noteworthy that the Fillmores adhered to a vegetarian diet. Just pointing that out. Dominion. Hmm. My ears sharpened to points, electrified, when, through Unity Teachings, I first glimpsed the metaphysical interpretation of Genesis 1, 26 through 28. Charles Fillmore described dominion as an inner state of consciousness that we can reach through mind discipline that comes when we realize our oneness and connection. That's dominion. In a metaphysical interpretation, fish represent ideas of abundance and prosperity. Birds and animals represent beliefs and thoughts and feelings. So you pull all that together, and that verse is not suggesting that we have been given carte blanche permission by God to go run amok against nature. It's actually saying that we have an ability to step into our God-likeness, to step into our likeness to our creator when we develop an inner consciousness of oneness, when we remember and recognize that we are a part of all of creation. And dominion is about mastery, not over others. It's about mastery over our thoughts and our feelings and our beliefs and our ideas. As we head into Earth Day 2021, our species finds itself at an inflection point in our relationship to and with this planet, which is our home, the only home we have in these physical body part of our journey. We're at a point where the climate is changing, and it's definitely driving more intensified and volatile weather events and droughts and floods and wildfires. If we stay on the current pace and level of thinking that we're at right now, In 20 years, there will be more plastic in the ocean than fish. We are literally burying nature in the the stuff of humanity. Yet at the same time, there has never been greater awareness or action on behalf of nature and on behalf of protecting this blue-green mother and all the other species that she supports. And I have something I want to show you. Kevin, can you run the, uh, the video clip now? What you're seeing here, what this is, is it's a list. They started compiling a list of the names of organizations around the globe that are working on behalf of our environment. They're working on environmental issues and the protection of nature. If, and it's scrolling about this p- pace. If you were to start viewing this at 9 o'clock in the morning and watch it continuously all that day and night, all the next day and night, 
And all the day and night after that, you would not be close to the end of that list. Three weeks later of continual viewing, you would not have reached the end of the list. And a month after that, you may be getting close to it. The truth is the environmental movement, the movement on behalf of healing the human relationship with nature, is the single biggest social movement ever in the history of humanity. It is literally billions of us consciously choosing to move from the role of user and abuser to the role of lover. It's billions of us achieving dominion by shifting our thoughts and remembering our oneness and connection. Take that in for a second. Can you just feel that momentum? Can you feel the unbelievable collective force of billions of us working toward the restoration and the protection and the reverence of this Mother Earth planet? It's an awesome thing to be part of. I devote my life to the protection and restoration of our environment. And I can tell you, I'll be straight up, fully opening up to really loving and really caring for and, and really feeling a sense of responsibility toward non-human nature. It does cross, cross a threshold. It crosses a doorway that once you go through, you can't fully close it again. And as is the nature of love, sometimes it hurts. When Buddhist teacher Thich Nhat Hanh was asked, what can we do to help, you know, help nature heal? He replied that what we, do, what we need to do is to open our hearts and be able to hear the sound of the earth crying and allow ourselves to feel the grief of what we've lost and to weep with her. Because he said, when we can allow ourselves to feel that pain, we will be able to act authentically from our hearts and be able to communicate a new story. We started telling ourselves a story way back when about dominating and subduing the earth. And based on that story, the medieval church declared wilderness to be ungodly and set about destroying the peasants' direct connection and reverence uh, to that land. Western Europeans received a papal edict to conquer and enslave those whose lands we, quote, discovered. And ever since the Industrial Revolution, which was finite, announced by plundering the colonized land, the leaders of the dominant culture have imagined nature or earth as basically a lifeless storehouse of natural resources with no real inherent worth beyond what we could get from it. It was a story of separation. And it's done a lot of damage. And here's what is so cool about being alive right now, right now on this planet at this time. That story has run its course. And there is a new story being created that we all get to be part of. It's time for a new story, a true story. What's needed now is a passionate, no-holds-barred love affair story. Because yes, although it does hurt sometimes... The far, far larger nature of love is that it opens us up to richness and depths and beauties that we would never want to miss out on. Can you feel that right now? Can you smell when you rub juniper and sage together? Can you smell that unmistakable life richness? Can you delight in the song of birds and of whales? Can you feel the tears tingle your eyes when you see the indescribable beauty of the sun sinking down over the edge of the ocean? Can you feel the instant coolness on your face when it slips down behind the mountaintop? We need to love that and be in awe of it. What a gift it is. I sometimes get accused of being a tree hugger. And you know what I say to that? Absolutely and twice on Sunday. And sometimes, sometimes, that's right, I got an amen. Sometimes they hug me back, and it is wonderful. That's right, I'm preaching. This week, Unity Community of Central Oregon, we kick off our Season of the Earth series. Between now and the first week of June, 
we're going to be implementing a whole bunch of earth and environmentally related events, and we'll give you some specific details in the announcements in just a moment. And each Sunday, uh, the talks from here on out, myself and many others, will have uh, a nature wisdom as well as some of the awesome unity principles that do indeed help us to gain dominion over our thinking and our feeling and mastery over our, our thoughts and beliefs. And I just invite you to dive deeply, deeply into this glorious season of the earth with us and join in sending love and hope and thoughts of healing to our beloved Pachamama Mother Earth. You know, the fifth of unity's five principles is action. It's not about just sitting there knowing about it. It's like Morpheus said in The Matrix, there's a difference from knowing the path and walking the path. So this is a season of walking. This is a season of earth and a season of walking our talk, and we're asking you to step up and take action. Our earth care team is going to be providing many resources uh, and events, educational information, supporting action all along the way. Uh, We ask you just to join us. We're going to be we're going to be offering um, resources to help each of us improve our personal environmental stewardship as well as our community and collective stewardship. So no matter how many things you're already doing, if you're recycling, recycle better. We're going to have a wonderful presentation, kind of a very eye-opening presentation about what actually can and cannot be recycled. Um, and, it, and, you know, think about buying less stuff, avoiding plastic, hug a tree, Feel her hugging you back. And twice on on Sunday. And you know, you don't need to go into deep wilderness to feel this love affair. I want to share you, I think it's the first time I've ever shared one of my own little poems in public, but this, I got inspired by this just in a moment of reverence in my little backyard as she was quickening into spring. And I call this backyard love affair. Bright sun glints from needles and vine, cool breeze kisses skin, plays gentle tune on chimes. Tall, thick green, home to flocks in layered concert. The guardians sway above, sheltering, shedding, dripping amber. Nooks, crannies, and knotholes made nurseries. The tiny musicians vie, lie, and sometimes die within. All of it feeds me, seeds me, calls me out of human shell, cell. Freedom to feel, to love, to heal, to be. Something much, much bigger grander, fully alive. As we embark on our season of the earth, I'm just inviting you to come home to mother and to protecting her to grow that romance and deepen that love affair. We are such lucky, lucky, lucky spiritual beings having a human experience on this particular glorious, indescribably abundant and magnificent planet. This month, there are going to be collective actions all across the globe. Uh, All those organizations that you saw that are still scrolling. And we now know that this collective consciousness, shared intention, the, the group meditations, the prayer vigils, even the collective political actions that are going to be hap- uh, happening together, there is tangible material effect that comes from when we combine collective energy. So I just encourage you to step into that. In the field of possibility, there is right now in this moment the possibility for an evolutionary step in the collective consciousness of humanity that could bring us into a healthier relationship with this planet that we all actually love. Human. The root of the word human is humus, which means of the earth or ground. We as humans are not apart from. We are a part of the glorious creation expressing as and on this beautiful mother earth. Every single day on this earth is literally earth day. May you celebrate, enjoy, protect her, and just really feel the connection and the oneness. Namaste.
If you've been thinking you're all that you've got Then don't feel alone anymore When we're together then you've got a lot Cause I am the river and you are the shore And it goes on and on Watching the river run Further and further from things that we've done Leaving them one by one And we have just ballpark today guys thank you and gals thank you so much all right we now have a bunch of announcements uh, with some pretty fabulous things happening so if we can get those slides popped up so our our kickoff to season of the earth actually took place yesterday when George Lemaji guided an interpretive hike he's going to be doing one later on in the season two and there'll be information about that so appreciate George for pulling that together we have a quite a team that uh, is working to make all of this doable and, and available over the next eight weeks Suzanne Landry has landed on something related to the landfill <laughs> and it's um, she's going to be leading a landfill tour later but this session right here is very eye-opening you know we think that we know how to recycle um, but it's not as simple as we actually think and getting really educated about that is a big step that we all can take to genuinely and truthfully reduce the amount of garbage that is coming out of our own lifestyles. So I really encourage people, this is going to be online, free. Um, That's the first piece. And we're going to be having a live concert on Earth Day here at Unity, outside. Uh, Jim Laufrey is putting that on. We're grateful for that. Should be hopefully nice and warm by then. Uh, We encourage people to come by and enjoy that. You might want to bring um, uh, lawn chairs because we're going to be holding this outside. 
And then, this is really, um, really a treat. Two weeks from today, actually, Rev. Jane is going to be doing the talk that day, and we're going to have um, music provided by and a concert by Ananda Yogi. So there are tickets available for that. You can get information at the website. It will also be, some of it will be live streamed. Um, really encourage a good turnout there. I think, Soulshine, are you getting a day off that day? Don't know. So we may have some concert in concert, or we may just have um, uh, some different music that day. So want to want to give a heads up to that. Next one. And as Claire mentioned earlier, our health and wellness group is focused right now on what they're calling evolutionary eating. And literally, via Zoom, for those of us who are really terrible in the kitchen, this is really a godsend. They're guiding us through how to do wonderful plant-based superfood menus. And I got to say the one for this afternoon, avocado despacho. Oh my goodness. That's what um, Ian is going to be guiding us through along with a chocolate milkshake. So highly encourage that. Okay, now we have some big news. Can I have a drum roll? All right, guys, it's been a long haul, and don't get too excited because this is going to be a phased-in process, but the board has um, talked with many members of the congregation, and especially the folks who do the Sunday services, and we are now in the process of moving back toward, in a phased manner, live services here at the sanctuary. Yes. <laughs> so how we're going to go about this is starting next week, we're encouraging folks to and, and the reason we're moving in this direction, even though we're watching it, because we're seeing COVID spiking up again, but also by, by May 1st at the latest, um, it's expected that everybody who wants a vaccine will have access to one. And so we're, we're, we're believing that that's going to be an okay time to start moving toward reopening once everyone that wants to go that path has had that option. Starting next week, next Sunday, we're encouraging people to come to the Unity site Bring your laptop or cell phone so that you can, and your lawn chairs and a bag lunch so that you can sit in your vehicle or any of the many lovely places all around this facility outside and we can um, uh, listen to the service together. Now you'll need to have a hotspot device to do that because we can't have everyone coming and hooking up to the the um, broadband here at the Unity facility because we need that for all the technology that makes the live stream possible. But if you all want to come and bring your own way of connecting to the internet, which almost everybody has on our cell phones now, we can share that collective energy together. And then afterwards, we'll all get together outside the sanctuary and share a bag lunch in person. So that's how we're going to start. And our goal is we are moving toward um, full reopening by early June. That's the hope. Partial. Okay, catch me. Partial. Yeah, I'm sorry. Partial. I lost my notes for this that I wrote. Limited seating by early June, where we'll have some folks inside, other folks still able to move outside, and depending upon the trend and where we go with um, uh, the COVID overall, we'll see, we'll see how we can add to that. So, Wanted to make that announcement. Have I missed anything on that, guys, or gotten anything wrong? Because that's really important. Okay, cool. So again, starting next week, we're hoping to see some of you. Well, we, I also want to announce to our online membership and audience, we are going to continue to do uh, these online live streams even when we are even back to full capacity. So that's a commitment. We want you with us. But next week, we're actually hoping to see um, all of you in 2D and some of you in 3D outside. And we're all going to be functioning in 4D and beyond tomorrow together. So, And next one, next announcement, please. So there's a little need to correction on this. We were going to have a garden party today. Um, but uh, Suzanne actually, Suzanne is one of the main coordinators, Suzanne Landry, and she's had something come up. So we are going to push this off. But as I understand it, following service at 1130 on Sundays, every week starting next week and going out for a while, we're going to have people meeting at the garden here, um, both to help get this garden up and running, but it's also an opportunity for any of you who want to learn about gardening, maybe even have a little 
pot out there for yourselves. Um, That's what we're working toward. And I just want to say, our garden team really does need participation and need some help. So this would be a great action to take during this season of the earth, especially right now when as spring's coming, we need some weeding, we need some help, we need some, some assistance out there. And is, have we got anything more coming? And then today, uh, right after service, we're going to have a Zoom chat like we normally do where we can um, uh, get together and, again, it's 2D, but it's live and talk about this talk or anything else we want to. So just stay tuned and it, those of you on Zoom, feel free to hang out for that. And with that, it is time for our gratitude and our flow of abundance and offering. This is the time when we ask you to make an investment in Unity of Central Oregon and all that we support. This is a time when we ask people to tune inside and say, does this, does this, does this kind of service feed you? Does being part of this community feed your soul? It's a flow around here. So we ask folks to give of time, of talent, and of energy. And there are all kinds of ways to contribute. You can go to the website. You can send a check. Uh, you can text us your contribution. It really matters. It's what, it's what keeps these services going, keeps us in the flow. And with that, let's get happy. I got gratitude in my soul. I just want to say thank you, thank you. I just want to say thank you, thank you. I just want to say thank you for it offering. We just know that there was a flow of abundance that came in, and we ask you to breathe into this blessing with us. From the love of pure spirit within us, we bless these gifts. We send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly. And so it is. And as we get ready to sign off here, we will pray out with the prayer of protection together. The light of God surrounds me. I am the light of God. The love of God enfolds us. I am the love of God. The power of God protects me. I am the power of God. The presence of God watches over me. I am the presence of God. Wherever I am, God is, because I am. The light of God surrounds me. I am the light of God. The love of God enfolds me. I am the love of God. The power of God protects me. I am the power of God. The presence of God watches over.